That's awesome. No, I appreciate you coming by on the on the podcast, dude. For uh, for real. Um, no man, thanks for having me. Tristan Higginson of Wax Flower, all the way from Australia. Where in Australia is Wax Flower actually from specifically? So or? we're based out of Brisbane, which is um, in Queensland. It's like um, east coast and north. So um, it's like the big triangle looking one, <laughs> kind of uh, near the top. Um, so. Yeah, not Sydney or Melbourne, basically. I was going to say the other ge- big city. Yeah, my geography is not that great uh, with Australia, so like Sydney is really the only one that I know of <laughs> personally. My geography is not that great with Australia, so um, <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page. Just don't ask me about America because it only goes like so far as well, and that's a little yeah. Better. I'm sure. I'm sure there's much more to remember there. <laughs> Um, but congratulations on the recent single that you guys put out with Not Alone. Um, yeah, thank you. That's fantastic. Um, and then you have, you announced the album or the debut EP to come out on April 16th yeah. as well. We might be all right. How long has that album been marinating before uh, coming up with a release time and maybe um, an idea to put out uh, a timeline for a press release and all that stuff for the album itself? Um, so we recorded this batch of songs in May of last year. So it was basically mid, you know, mid COVID restrictions and stuff. Like we weren't completely sure because our studio is actually in Sydney, like where we go and record. So it's in a different state. Um, and there was like heaps of border restrictions for um, like us to get down there. Basically we didn't know if it was going to happen. Like it was changing basically every day. What the, what, what what was allowed and what wasn't and we had like the studio time booked like ages in advance and i think even like a week or two weeks before we were we weren't sure if we were going to be able to get down and record but it kind of like eased just enough to let us over the border and then we recorded for two weeks and got back and then it clamped down again like we were just super lucky to be able to record those songs last year like in the, in the middle of everything happening um yeah i don't if if those studio dates got if we weren't able to get down there, like I don't know if the EP would be coming out, you know, anytime soon. So yeah, wow. super grateful that we got to do it. That's um, crazy. Yeah, I, was the label stress as much as you guys were? Because I'm sure you were ready to get in there and just you know get to work and really put you know everything into that album. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure if it if some like we would have had to figure something else out, but I don't right. want to think about what that would have had to have been. <laughs> I'm just grateful that we got to go down there. Um, yeah, it was kind of just, it looked very suspicious, just like for, like when we we're coming back across the border, because right. like you need to like apply for like a border pass and stuff. And like, it kind of just like looked like five dudes in a car, like trying to get back into the, the, like into Queensland to go to a party or something. But it was like, <laughs> it was all above board. They're like, and when we were coming across the, the border on the way back, like they like pulled it out because they just like pull some cars across to like do like a full check instead of just like showing them the pass and they pulled us aside and i was like oh it's like they're gonna fucking get us or something i don't know what but but here we are they're gonna search us unscathed yeah no that that happens a lot too we went imagine it's the same situation it's five dudes we went to canada for a weekender tour um and i think we went around like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night but uh yeah yeah we got searched and long story short our bass player got booted he had too many. Oh, shit. He had too many um, misdemeanors for certain situations. Wow. So our, our our videographer, photographer, 
of that weekend. It's always the bass player. Bass. I, <laughs> why is that? Because you know you play bass, so do you have an answer for that or like? We're just we're just off the rails, terrible people. <laughs> always. <up the laughs> I'll speak for I'll speak for them all. <laughs> it's it's got to be a stereotype, like like because you know with drummers, drummers are always late. Drummers are yes, uh, drummers. Yeah. Drummers are late. Singers are um, divas. Bass players are also there, and guitarists. Are, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> work three jobs outside of the band. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Is that what you do now? You work three jobs outside the band? No, no, no. Okay, I good. I just have like a a full time job and. Then the band is, um, yeah, on top of that, which is 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 really it's good. Like it, the, the band doesn't feel like work or anything. It's um, it's good to have like a creative outlet outside of work, and yeah, hopefully one day full time job. We'll see. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's like the end goal for all of this. Um, just unfortunately, yeah. the pandemic put the industry on hold. Not only ours, but like yeah, a lot of other industries within the arts world. Um. And it's what's going on? It's Australia? so sad is to think open? about. I know it's it's very depressing because like we've talked about this on the show so many times because like this show started right before the pandemic kicked off and uh, yeah, right sure, April, right around April of 2020. So um, you know, like a lot of my friends in the industry, professional and underground, and this and that, like we're all struggling. Like we're all on the same yeah. page and with everything. But um, with with everything going on now, it has Australia are their numbers are is the numbers down? Are, are are things starting to go back to normal a little bit? Because America is still struggling. We're we're definitely yeah. going to have shows until like maybe fall of twenty twenty one, and we're promised a vaccine by July or twenty twenty two at like the worst case scenario. That's so wild, hey. And I think yeah, even compared to what's going on here, because like in Australia, for the most part, it's kind of back to normal. At least in Queensland, the state where we live, like there haven't been any like community transmission cases in like a few weeks i think uh, that may have changed but like there's no more restrictions on like it's not you don't have to sit down at bars and stuff like that like um shows are like kind of coming back we played a, our first like standing show um in like a year um last weekend we played like a, a standing show like everyone was just like allowed to you'd be up the front and singing along and dancing and stuff and uh... that was great um it was still like the the there was like a cap on the venue um but yeah like day-to-day life for me is kind of back to normal like you, you don't really notice it like there was a week a couple of weeks ago there was like a week where you had to wear a mask like that was like mandated and now it's kind of like that's gone and i think in melbourne like um down south they just went into lockdown again because there was a little there was like the a bubble there but like as soon as there's like one case or like one commun- case of community transit transmission, they will like clamp down and just like go into lockdown. Like Australia has just been like super on top of it when it comes to that sort of stuff. Um, That's actually kind of good, yeah. Considering yeah. the fact that so, in America, dude, like we have some states that just don't give a shit and they are completely open, like Florida, Tennessee. And then you have other states that are just on lockdown all the time. I mean, you're still allowed yeah. to cross the state line and such. However, they just try to preach, you know, don't go to these certain states if you're taking vacation, if you're working, or, you know, make sure you quarantine when you travel from state to state. And nobody's 
abiding by that. So that's why our numbers are so high. I think we have we have yeah. over four hundred thirty thousand deaths right now in America with three hundred forty six wow. million people. So it's still ongoing, unfortunately. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of us that are trying my our best. I'm trying my best. I don't really go anywhere. So yeah but dude it must have been so weird like playing that show after a year and you're like uh are we allowed to have fun like this is probably so strange yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure if it was gonna be like if like social distancing was gonna be like enforced but yeah it was and it was it was such it was like the, one of the hottest shows i've ever played as well it was so really? sweaty and everyone's just like sweating everywhere i was like this feels like illegal just like <laughs> all of these like people just like at the front of a show like getting sweaty and some dancing and stuff but yeah, it was it was it was really really good. Like, I kind of because we've played so much in twenty nineteen. Like we were playing most weekends, and it became like a staple in our lives, like a, a constant that we were just like kind of relying on. And then you know, it, when everything shut down, it's like oh, like oh, I have to find like different things to do like <laughs> on the weekend. I don't know, and then. Like getting a like another taste of that like over like last weekend was yeah just like a good reminder of of how good stuff can be and hopefully we'll get back to it in the future. Yeah, we're all waiting honestly. And then uh, since you can play shows, I mean that's pretty beneficial for the album to come out you know soon. Yeah, and a month and three days to the date of this recording. So that's good. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it was so soon. I'm yeah. so bad at keeping track of like when stuff is coming out. <laughs> oh, man. And you guys are fairly new. I mean, as a band, I think you established in 2017, right? Something like that? Or 2018? Yeah, 2018. We recorded the first batch of songs in late 2018 and then, yeah, announced the band in like early 2019, I think. Yeah, it feels like in like my mind it feels like we've we're like a new band and i guess like relatively we are but then like last year just like went by so fast and we kind of didn't do anything like we did but like not really publicly and there was no touring or anything so um yeah it's we we feel like to me we feel like a new band but then like i'll get like memories on facebook and stuff it's like two years ago today you like did this with the band and i'm like oh that was two years ago like yeah, what the fuck where did that time go yeah <laughs> what the fuck happened last year we're just gonna x off yeah. 2020 honestly i think we should when this is all said and done maybe we should just x off like the amount of time that we had during the pandemic and just start from where we left off like so if, I, if i'm 29 right now like in the pandemic started i was 28 i'm still 28 when this is all said and done just to yeah just to get a good fresh restart so we all can forget about it um they should no, just but, like when it when it was New Year's, like as it ticked over, it should have just went straight to twenty twenty again. And I was like, okay, we'll give we'll give you another try. <laughs> I like that concept. It should have been, but like, all right, twenty twenty. You know. Yeah, uh, that's true. What, what's that saying? Don't, don't um, legacy live on. Yeah, seriously. What's that uh, saying? Uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So yeah, we're gonna give you a second <laughs> chance, twenty twenty. Come on, don't don't fucking do this to us. Oh man, that's crazy, dude. Um, and in a sense, like, um, you know, since you know, it's it's not that you guys aren't. I mean, you guys are somewhat of a new band and such, but coming from you know an overround perspective of Wax Flower, um, mm. where does most of the bandmates take inspiration from musically uh, when it comes to collaborating with everybody? Yeah, so I guess we've all been in like bands before that's kind of how we all know each other um from just playing bands when we were super young um 
like around Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast, which is where I'm from initially. It's like an hour out of Brisbane. Sounds like um, you're, you sound like you're in New Jersey in America. New Jersey's like that. Everybody plays with everybody. Yeah, it's like I I would have played so many shows with the guys in Waxflower just like back in the day. Like Dan, who plays drums, um, was in and still is in a band called Columbus, who like have done pretty well over the like the last 10 years or so and like we played heaps of shows with them coming up and nick who plays guitar um we he played in like a hardcore band called vitals and like we also just played with them heaps um and then yeah when it came time for like i had was sitting on a bunch of demos in 2018 and um i was kind of like ready to not do music anymore because i just like was kind of burnt out and hadn't really had any success um which is fine, but I was like working heaps and it's just like, cool. I have these demos. Like, let's see if like anyone is interested in, in them. And I sent it to Dan and, I, and he was just like, yeah, this is sick. Like, do you want to get in a room and jam within like three or four months? We like, we're down recording with Stevie and Sydney and then it all happened like super fast. Um, but yeah, I guess inspiration wise, like me, Jordan and Nick, uh, me, Jordan and Dan are like super, have always been like, pop punk and emo music and nick is kind of like likes everything but is from like a hardcore background i guess um yeah i and like all the music i grew up on was like myspace like neon pop music i guess yeah. with like heaps of synth <laughs> and like like um the first band like my first band was like instead of lit guitars it was like a f- like full synth basically like my uh, band, like favorite bands growing up were like motion city soundtrack and like metro like all those, station like, metro station kids. yep yep you name it like <laughs> fucking steven jerzak nickasaw oh, earlier rocket to the moon like yeah. <laughs> all of that shit like i was on i was crawling myspace pages with my brother like just trying to find new music and yeah it's like i think some of that stuff is like i tried to suppress it a little bit at the start of this band because i was like okay we're going to be like a cool band and we're going to be like a normal cool rock band and now it's kind of like i'm like adding random like drum loops and synth and shit and i'm like yeah this is this is good this is what i've always (laughs) wanted to be doing um so hopefully that doesn't alienate a bunch of people that's awesome but what can you do no there's nothing you can do i mean it's just based on the fact of uh you can't please everybody. I mean, you know, when we started releasing music as well, it, uh, no, no, it, not everybody acquires that specific taste. You know what I mean? Uh, because, you know, mm. Wax Flower has like an alternative pop, like very laid back ambient vibe to itself. So would you consider, yeah. do you, does, does Wax Flower consider, uh, themselves as alternative pop punk? What is the genre in itself? Yeah, that's a good question. I like always just say that. I guess we are like a pop punk band at the right. end of the day. Like, we're like a, I I feel like we're more like power, power pop kind of like we're we're not like a super like fast paced like pop punk band. I always say that we're like a mid tempo band. Like I one of my favorite like bands of all time is Jimmy Eat World, and like oh, I like man. think I like like they're kind of like my like writing like like that's what I want to strive to be. I think Jim is like a like amazing writer and. I think it's really interesting how he like structures songs and they don't have like heaps of like fast paced, like pop punk songs. Like, they're not like, you know, those like new wave pop punk bands, like the one years or neck deep where it's kind of like fucking let's go like straight. And I think even those bands like, like reeling it back in as they get further into their careers. But 
yeah, I don't know. I listen to like a lot of like like Fountains of Wayne are one of my favorite bands. Like, you know, all those like weird, you know, alternative rock power pop bands are like what I listen to the most. But yeah, long story short, I, we're basically a pop punk band. I like I I tried to run away from that label for a while, um, right. but it's it's probably true. So right. Yeah. Like... No, because we we consider ourselves ambient alternative or alternative ambient, however you want to phrase it, and it's like we're still technically pop punk like is yeah he's still technically pop punk mm, i don't know like they're on their own but i i the reason why i asked is because um i'm doing this thing on tiktok now like i'm just giving it a shot yeah. i want to see how tiktok works because the algorithm is very interesting but i don't want to get too deep into that mm. but uh someone commented and the one post i did i i think it was the the video i did i said i suggested i said here's some pop punk suggestions and the four pop punk bands were Mm, dry jacket will away and will away I've, I've had them on the podcast before but they have like an alternative feel pop punk feel mm. we were sharks are from canada they definitely sound like newfound glory and such and who was the last one chief state they kind of have like a more of a pop punk uh, mm. vibe to them as well but the guy the guy or the person questioned he was like well how do we distinguish between alternative and pop punk and i'm like sitting there thinking like and i'm like I don't even know. Like, how do we? Yeah. Because you have the Wonder Years, which is a perfect example of like, you know, basement Philly, Philly pop punk, and then you have Stand Atlantic, which is even that's like bubblegum pop punk. I don't know, but that's still yeah. pop punk. Like, how do you distinguish the genres? Like, it's just interesting. It's just very. Interesting. It is. It is really weird. I guess like they're all like subgenres of itself, but then even then, it's not. They're kind of like adjacent to each other because it's not like they all sit on like the pop punk i don't know it's yeah it is really hard to to distinguish right I and mean, like a band's like like my chemical romance are they pop punk i guess they they kind of were but they, they were also like though, emo right right like you do where you're reading my mind like <laughs> i think at the end of the day just every single piece of music ever written is pop punk i think beethoven was my favorite pop punk artist <laughs> and you know the, the pop punk renaissance period he's the founder of pop punk beethoven yeah, like, yeah for sure i mean mozart i mean he was probably more alternative than pop punk but I, i'm gonna shoot for beethoven on that one they were do you think beethoven ever ever punk jumped i don't know i mean the guy had a lot going for him so maybe he did <laughs> i'm not sure he was oh man he just wrote some gnarly fucking ballads that's for sure um no, it, just, it was just, like, kind of sitting in my head for the past couple of days, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I guess it's just, at the end of the day, whatever the band or the musician identifies their music is how they would represent themselves, but if someone's going to call yeah. it pop punk, like, whatever, dude. Like, like there are people who call my band poet a pop punk, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, I get it, but we're not, but I guess yeah. like, you can put it into that. Like we, have I guess it's, it's different. Yeah, it's different because we're so ingrained in like listening to that sort of music that it's easy to get granular on like what stuff is. But if you like, if you like Joe Blow on the street who just listens to like the radio, like any guitar music is maybe easy to classify as like pop punk or I don't know. There's not, yeah, I guess there's not that much. Um, like even on like independent radio in Australia, like Triple J is like, the big independent um radio station. <clears throat> they don't really play that much alternative music and. I think a lot of this, like, a lot of it kind of gets lumped into like two categories, and it's like you're either pop punk or you're like heavy, like you're like metalcore basically. Um, 
Yeah, seriously. Man, remember when Metalcore was, like, the top of its tier back in, like, 2010 through yeah. 15, 16? That was the genre to be in. Oh, my God. Much much to my chagrin as a um, 15-year-old playing electro-pop music in a... In, um, in community halls across the Sunshine Coast um, <laughs> with a bunch of um, hardcore bands. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your best, though. That's all you can do. Because I, I, I tried the metalcore scene for a little bit. It was all right. It was just, a, it was really aggressive. Like, people were, it wasn't a community. It was more like a who's better, which band is better than which band. It was a competition. Every sure. Like, this is fucking toxic. Like, why am I here? Yeah. Like, I should just go back to my old world my old ways and find some people who just want to build a community instead of fight each other. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Um, between everybody and wax flower, what was the, this, what was the final decision being made on releasing a debut EP compared to an album? Is it because of, um, there could be multiple ways of like questioning this, but it's like, you know, because they say singles are the new thing now to market yourselves or, um, to release EPs, you know, more release more EPs throughout time than an album. It's like release a couple EPs in a year instead of an album and like sit on that. Like, what was the final decision when Wax Flower decided to come to a decision for making that de- debut EP instead of an album? Yeah, I guess like up until now, we had just been doing singles. Like, we put out five singles before we put out um, again which is like the the first single off the EP that's coming out. Um, and yeah, we, I, I think like there is like an argument to be made about like singles being like the future. And I think it's, I think it's really cool. You, you see bands who are kind of like can do it on the fly and they might have like a producer who like lives in the same city as them. And it's just kind of like, cool, like let's rock up this weekend and like, work on something and like see what comes of it. And then there's actually a band in Sydney who we're mates with called Sinclair who do that. And like, they will just like go into the studio and with their producer and just come up with some like amazing stuff. And they just do singles and it's all really, really cool. I think for us, it was a little bit different because we, we do like, we're like a, you know, 14 hour drive away. I don't know how long the drive is actually oh, wow, um, from, really from cool. this, from this, the, the studio. Um, and Stevie is like really, really busy and has like his time booked out for the majority of the year anyway. So it's kind of like we have to book the time in advance and then um, head down there. And like for me, I've always been keen to, you know, release like bodies of work rather than singles. I think, I think it's like when I listen to music, I listen to like, I listen to an EP like front to back or like an album front to back. And I won't often sit down and just listen to like a bunch of singles off a band. Like, I will be drawn to the like the full body of work and want to experience the whole thing. So that's something I've always wanted to do, like with my band. And I think we didn't want to go straight into a full length just because we, we don't think the demand's there yet. I think like you, right. an EP is like a good middle ground to try and you know get more people in. And when people are you know itching for an album, we can supply it to them. Like um, yeah, we're like constantly writing, and I think. I think if we were to do an album now, I I think it. I don't know if I know what I would want a Waxflower album to be just yet, because um, I just want to see what more people think of the stuff we're doing. Because that's kind of like feed into what 
the writing is like. And yeah, I'm really, really proud of this AP that we've got coming out. And it'll be really interesting to see like what people think of all the songs on it because, you know, each of them is a little bit different. And um, if someone's, if people are more drawn to like some aspects of it, then like, yeah, I, like that's all stuff that I take into consideration when I'm writing, like even for the stuff we're doing now, like we saw what worked and didn't work from the first five singles. And, you know, we put that into play with this stuff and not that that's the, the entire force behind writing, but it is like you do like kind of start writing for live shows and stuff like that. And, like the most fun you have when you're playing live is like when people are singing along and having a great time and like, yeah, I think I'm just trying to like facilitate that little, like try to recreate those moments in the writing. So yeah, that was a really long winded answer. I don't even know if I answered the question, but um. no, I just agree with everything you're saying because the fact of, I mean, it's, it's all about the music in the beginning. Like it's definitely like the heart and soul goes into the album itself and into the songs in general, but there's also the music business side of things. And I agree with everything that you're saying completely because if you guys want to market yourselves in a way of getting yourselves out there and, um, you know, you, you want to give them a taste of everything that you have and you've seen what has worked and what hasn't worked, I mean, you're just benefiting yourself for the, for a potential long-run opportunity for Wax. Yeah. In itself. And I think, yeah, I'd like the, the content of the songs and, like, the lyrics and stuff like that, like, I think that will, like, that's always, I'm not really taking that into consideration as much as I am, like, the like the overall sound of the band and I'm not saying like, Oh, this, this song had these lyrics and like, let's write something similar for the next one. Like I'm still always just going to write like what I know. Like I'm, I'm definitely not like reaching outside of my bounds trying to like, you know, cater to, I don't know, a sort of certain audience or whatever. Like right. it's yeah. more just the stuff that I've like found joy in with the band has mainly been around the stuff that people have liked and like, it's really, you know, rewarding for something to resonate with, you know, someone. So if we can like foster, you know, that feeling in someone else, then I think that's the most rewarding thing to try and um, write on our end, basically. Yeah, you're tailoring the songs to not only your satisfaction, but to also what the listener might appreciate, because you guys already have a love for the songs with this debut EP, which is fantastic. The songs yeah. are great. So now it's like, okay. Thanks here you go. Like, here's what we love. Hopefully you love it too. Like that's, that's yeah. the whole point of it. And like, I'm, I know people are going to love it. I haven't heard it yet. Usually I get some kind of um, link to hear albums early to kind of get an opinion on it before it's released. I haven't gotten that, but I'm, I'm not going to doubt the fact that it's going to be a great EP. It's going to be yeah. something that people are probably really going to um, be looking forward to. And they're going to appreciate it when they get it to their ears because there's just, there's just so many bands like, and that's another thing too that you were saying that kind of that I really agree with because you're not, like you're not adapting to the generic sound of what's out there. Like usually when you do that, you have a shelf life and you see those bands like, like the metalcore years, like the, like dude, there was a lot of metalcore yeah. bands that just repeated the same uh, structure of songs and the same breakdowns not the same breakdowns but you change it up a little bit just to popular a lot popularize the music and then that's it you don't evolve from yeah they just they just that's their concept and then but with wax flower it's completely original to the fact where the inspiration is taken from so many different perspectives that it's going to be more of a of, of a of a fruitful 
EP than something that you would be writing generically. Yeah, hopefully. I think, yeah, one of the things that I try to, like, not do when I'm writing is to, like, just pull trends and that sort of thing. Like, I think, I, I like, m- a lot of the music that I, like, treasure is, like, music that has, like, stood the test of time and, like, I will, like, revisit, like, the same albums over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think as much as I do love, like, some of those, like, old, like, neon pop, like, like, <laughs> from the Six Kids and stuff like that, but, like, you, like, listen to it and it's kind of like, yeah, this, like, didn't, like, stare, like, it doesn't really hold up. And I think, <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> like, you hear some of the stuff that's, like, being pulled into pop punk and, it's like I I have had this feeling like that in like five or ten years time people will look back at like you know like trap like drums in like pop punk songs is like being like uh, it just I don't want it to like put like a, a date on the music of being like oh yeah that was from this year or whatever so um, yeah I think like it, whether that's for the better or worse of the band I like I'm definitely just like writing like what I know yeah, which is. Absolutely. Either good or bad. We'll see. <laughs> hey, man, as long as you like it. I mean, I remember when we first wrote our uh, debut album. Um, we just wanted to do what we liked, man. And it caught some traction, but there were a lot of people who were like, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm like, that's all right. You don't have to know how you feel about it. As long yeah. as you just want to listen to it. If you don't want to listen to it, that's fine, too. But we're just going to go out there and, you know, hang out and stuff. Um, have you guys yeah. ever played shows with Eat Your Heart Out? Or uh, since... Uh, Caitlin featured on your single like have has the we band ever played a show together we played we opened for them in 2019 um but no we haven't played since um again has been out but I would absolutely love to I think that would be so good to do live like yeah that because we did that in like half a day like her feature and it was just like we kind of didn't really know what the the end of that song was going to sound like mm. um and then it all just kind of came together in the studio and it was like, sounded bigger than I had ever envisioned it, which was like much like um, credited, like her and Stevie as well. Just like us three sitting in that room, like trying to not let out was yeah, a really cool experience. But um, yeah, we've kind of been like arming and hiring about what to do about that part live. Um, like if we just kind of have it in the backing tracks at the moment, which is a little bit, um, a little bit odd but it'd be cool to like obviously if we're ever around where they like live it'd be amazing to have her out or if we're playing together but yeah i don't yeah, know like getting sick. like we're, we're such big fans of eat, eat your heart out so it was really really cool to to get her on the track so that's how that's how you or anybody else in wax flower kind of collaborate with her you guys played a show together and then tried to uh get her to feature on the single in itself yeah, there was actually, um, so we had played together and the um, A&R um, guy from Rude, um, Daryl, um, he actually manages it, your heart out. So, like, we kind of had an in there. We just, like, we just, like, messaged Daryl. I'm like, hey, would Caitlin be keen? Just, like, did, like, a Hail Mary. And, I'm like, yeah, she was. So, like, <laughs> yeah, it all Small just world. kind of happens. Yeah. No, it's all who you know. It, it really is. That's another thing that people need to understand in this industry. It's it's sometimes it's all who you know. Like when we recorded our debut album, um, our producer Bruce, God bless his soul, he's out in Cali now. Uh, pop artist. He's doing he's doing a lot of cool shit. I'm, I wish I could have another producer full time, but you know whatever. 
Uh, he's got to do his thing. But, uh, yeah, he hooked us up with management. Management hooked us up with a label, CI Records, out of yeah. Lancaster. You know, they have August Burns, Red Texas in July, Carousel Kings, yada, yada, yada. It's all who you know. Wow. The only reason why I knew yeah. him is because we grew up together, not, like, knowing each other, but, like, we knew we were in the same scene in a sense, except he's a little bit older than me, so he's already had the experience. So when we recorded with him, I was like, if you like us, could you, like, shoot us a shot at some place for yeah. management or a label? Because we're, we're kind of... We're itching, man. And he's like, oh, hell yeah, I'll do that in a heartbeat. I was like, all right, sweet. So <laughs> sometimes it is, you know. So that's good that that A&R rep was able to just be like, you know what? Put her on the song. Let's go. It's, it's yeah, it, it, it's people like ask the question of like, oh, like, what's the best like way to position my band to like have success? And like, not that I'm like the, like I'm, we've had a little bit of success. I'm not, I can't speak as like an authority. Yeah, real. we definitely are a success, successful band. Um, but, like, it is, like, there's so many parts that have to come together for that stuff to happen. Like, like I, if I think back on, like, the stuff that we've done and, like, we've been, like, for one, we've been extremely lucky. Um, but also, like, there's just a lot of, like, things that have to line up. Like, you know, just, even just getting, like, four dudes to have, like, <laughs> to, like the to think about money together is, like, a hard ask that you would actually, like you would you would ever think like um it is like a little bit of a business like and um, we're really lucky that we have like um everyone in their band has different roles and kind of you know is able to contribute in that way like i like do most of the writing and nick is a professional videographer and shoots all of our videos there you go um and promos jordan is an accountant like he's a full-time accountant by by day and like he does all of our books and dan is like he's an artist manager and um super connected so i think for me like i'm a really introverted guy and like i am not like i'm i wasn't going out there networking when i was like playing shows as a kid and i didn't like i had like i did a little bit like i used to do merch for bands and stuff because i'm a graphic designer and like that's like what I, how i got started doing merch for, like with con and some of those bands um and then I kind of pulled on those a little bit, but um, yeah, if Dan wasn't in the band, I think like we probably wouldn't have been given the same opportunities that we were given just solely because he was like a networking, like he was just networking, working so much when he was younger and Mm -hmm. like has so many people to to pull on. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's so many things that have to come together and just like thinking about the stuff that we've got to do. Like if I wasn't in the band with the people that I'm in the band with, like it's hard to think that that stuff could have happened. So but yeah, I think at the end of the day, like if you're writing good music, that's like the first thing. Like yeah. you can't do everything else first. You have to like the music has to be good first Correct. before you can like yeah pull on any of that other stuff. Yeah, there's no way. Does Dan run socials too? Dan does run the socials. Oh, he does. Me, him, and I relate a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drumming, socials, networking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what it's like, Dan. If you're listening, it's a it's a fucking it's fun. Honestly, if you if you have that personality and you want to go out and like talk and hang and stuff, like that's cool. Like I was always that kid trying to be at shows, local shows, more so in PA than Jersey, because uh, I am yeah. from PA, from Pennsylvania. Um, but yeah, when we were on Warp Tour, dude, I was like always on at a barbecue yeah. or hanging out backstage like what's up like just just fucking chilling like there's yeah 
So it's not. It's just you want to make friends in the meantime and have a longevity within this industry and probably get advice from it. I'm sure he's gotten so much advice from so many people that he's met um, who have experienced it all. So that's also another thing too that you kind of like learn from it is just you already get you already get the uh, information and the knowledge of someone who's been through it all and has, has the experience for it. So I'm sure he took that into perspective too. Yeah. All in all, for uh, Waxflower, uh, when the out the EP does drop April sixteenth, uh, what's the plan on going from there? Uh, do you is there it, can, is there anything that you could like kind of give us a hint about, like maybe some shows or something special that yeah. you're in the works with? Or we're definitely looking at like we want to do something cool for when the EP comes out, maybe like a you know listening party or something in Brisbane just for like people around like our, our close mates and um like fans in brisbane which would be like something that i've never been to do gotten like being able to do in previous bands and like just like actually having a celebration for like a release of the music i think that's something that you don't really get with doing singles um it doesn't feel as big of a um like an underta- undertaking as you know doing a full ep and being able to you know put something out into the world that you know has physical physical copies and has a little um you know story to it like then um and then yeah definitely shows basically if everything goes to plan um we have stuff in the works um like but the situation is still changing in terms of like restrictions on venues and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's all still kind of up in the air a little bit like it's definitely going to happen when it happens and where it happens right. is still you know to be to be seen um yeah it was like basically locked in and then it's like kind of up in the air again as melbourne has gone back into lockdown so yeah we'll see there'll definitely be shows i just don't know where they'll be yeah. and when they'll be so well, I'm, I'm so jealous i'm sure anybody that's listening that's in america or somewhere else that we don't have shows is super jealous because we america i mean actually let me take that back. So there are some shows in America, but we're not okay to do shows right now. So it's mostly the, yeah. butt, the butt rock bands that are doing these shows <laughs> and contracting it everywhere. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. But I'm glad your numbers are down in Australia and you guys are doing everything that you can. Uh, I'm excited for Waxfire. I'm excited for this EP, honestly. Um, this Thanks is something so. that I, you know, hopefully will kind of revolutionize this this genre that, you know, were a part of as well um but dude i sincerely appreciate you taking the time coming on here and uh no man thank I you for having really me. look forward to it this album 